Hi, I'm Naomi. And I'm Timmy. And I'm Sam. And we are Been There, Seen It, the movie review podcast. In this uh, podcast, we look at new releases and just discuss our opinions on them, whether we believe they're good, bad, game changers, or whether they just stay in their lane. Exactly. And today we're discussing Green Book, starring Mahershala Ali, one of our, well, one of my favorite directors anyway. Uh, but before, he's in everything right now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's even in um, Alita, the new Alita movie. But anyway, before we get there, obviously we tend to talk about you know normal topics and so on. So just before we start recording, actually, we're talking about uh, if Bill Street could talk. I think we should review that once. Naomi watches it. Hmm. What do you think? If, have you watched Notebook before? I have seen Notebook. So it's like a, I don't like to say black version, but it's no. like. Notebook with black people in it. <laughs> so the story, the love storyline. That's is, a much better way of saying. The love storyline <laughs> is actually very sweet and obviously very strong as well. Mm. And just the actors in it, they compel you to just obviously understand their emotions. And apart from it, just showing black love, which obviously is great, it shows <laughs> black love in the sense that, um, not to give too much of the movie away, but her family do a lot. Mm. So it's black love in regards like family as well but right the family structure yeah I won't say too much finally finally I think everyone's talking about it but Regina she's deserved an Oscar or Golden Globe for the longest and finally she gained some recognition I mean I think how has she been around she was in like she was in poetic production justice no she she was in poetic justice Friday was she in poetic justice she was she was Janet's friend I think we actually checked that but I remember Loving her from the time when I was like in primary school, so she's oh. been around for let's say I don't know, she was kind of like the, the sister characters in a lot of her movies for me personally. I don't know, she was in um, what movie did you say? Poetic Justice with Jenna Jackson and Tupac, I think, or was that Nia Long? <laughs> I, I don't think, know, I think that might have been Nia Long. I know she was in Friday, yeah. Ah, yeah, you're right, she was in Poetic uh, yeah, Justice as Alicia, yeah, Boys yeah. in the Hood before that. Which was, yeah. so wait, where did Friday come in? Or was Friday like. Friday didn't have any of like the, oh yeah that was nine eight five way off the main girl didn't have like well just it was just pretty much she's just been around for a while I mean she's 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 yeah she's been doing bits she's been I know she has an Emmy for like a series that um, she was part of like two years ago um, she, you so know she's Hugh and Riley from the Boondocks uh, she plays both of them yeah she should watch it yeah. well yeah probably not now um, but yeah it would be nice if she can add uh, an Oscar to her she deserves it. She looks great. What is she currently in now? She is. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. If oh, Bill, she's pushing fifty. See. Yeah. I know she has a grown-up son. Like a proper grown-up son. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if Bill Street could talk, Naomi, I would encourage you to watch it. It's a bit sad. Okay. Um. So if you're a bit more, are you the emotional type? For a film, no, yeah. not really. It depends, actually. If it's a, <laughs> if it's a, you know, an authentic film and it seems genuine, fair enough. But most yeah. films, they seem, you can tell it's created, uh, it's orchestrated. It, it doesn't. I think it's not realistic. I think I think you'll think it's realistic. Definitely, I thought it was realistic. It doesn't try like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and pull on people's heartstrings. It's just right. more of a, this is a very kind of compelling story, and right. you can really kind of see that they're trying to paint a picture of a very, I guess, uneven situation mm-hmm. and is uh, directed by Barry Jenkins who did uh, Moonlight did you watch that? I have not seen it really? have you seen that? really? 
I have actually not seen it. Oh, <laughs> why is it because I, of that? I, I, no, no, no. I just I didn't get a chance to watch it. I, 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 I just I've not really. I've heard great things about it, but yeah. I just not seen it. Mahershala Ali won um, his Oscar for that. Yeah. Um, it's about a historian for like a homosexual boy. Right. You see his life kind of blossom into adulthood, where he kind of decides to be gay. But it's a storytelling that is consistent with. Um, Barry Jenkins that is also portrayed in this movie as well. He, I think, tends to kind of lean on the family aspect of why people do stuff. Right. Um, or he emphasizes on that to be able to kind of see the depth of the character and who's the main character in this film, uh, which he shows in the film. I don't know. I, I, just, so, I, I just really like him. Yeah. So it's about him as a young boy grown up and his homosexuality and he goes into adulthood. And it's family-oriented at the same time. It shows a, a, a significant aspect of his family, mainly because right. he's obviously he's a black guy and he's raised up in the hood, right? Not to give too much of the movie away, guys, but, you know, it's not very... It's not condoned in the hood environment where, you know, uh, there's a homosexual guy, right? But his family are somewhat supportive, right. which is rare. So that aspect of him finding himself, which is obviously a homosexual... Um, homosexual black man in the hood mm-hmm. plays um, the reason why he was able to find himself which I think I said to the movie is because of his family support I find it no I don't know why I'm laughing I just keep finding it so funny that you keep saying homosexual instead of just gay so <laughs> I feel like I don't know, if it's if it's, uh, if it's uh, politically correct to use the I'm pretty sure it is <laughs> okay yeah he's gay <laughs> um, but yeah um, yeah. Um, another thing I'm excited for um, Captain Marvel that's going to be released what, in I think three weeks Captain Marvel's going Captain to be Captain Marvel yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, right now it's tracking for 100 million yeah which is more than Wonder Woman I think not for comparing but it can have to that's what 100 oh the opening yeah in, in the US be, yeah you know it's, um, it's the first female led superhero movie from Marvel we've had one from DC as well so there's Wonder Woman and they've already kind of set a good foundation for her because of the ending, which I see the full spoiler of Avengers. Mm. Um, so that should have part to play, I think, in the success of the movie. But the trailers, I think, have been great. Yeah, of course. That scene where you know where it looks like she's in space. Mm. That's, oh yeah, they finally showed her using her powers. I was like, yeah, yeah, finally a little bit of her. I, was, I wasn't sure what she did before. I was like, yeah, it's like she had this arm thing. She was like glowing. I was like, it's yeah, like Iron Fist. I hear yeah. Iron Fist. <laughs> But yeah, that spacing, uh, I'm sure it's part of the third act. Mm. It looks like it's going to be uh, awesome. Because and we just are we just not going to talk about Hobbs and Shaw? No? Who's that? Fast and the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, my days. That, oh, my days. It looks... Oh my, I am watching that movie already three times. It's, it's free anyway, but like, yeah. So, it's, um, it's a... Is it is it a reboot? Um, a reboot or is it um, what's the terminology for spin off? The spin off. Yeah, yeah. So be a sp- the Fast and Furious, starring mm-hmm. this guy's favorite actor, Dwayne Dwayne the Rock Johnson, oh, okay. and yeah, Jason yeah. Statham. I forgot about that. Oh man, we'll watch. We'll do a reaction video to that. I'm pretty sure. No, nah, we'll do a reaction <laughs> video to that for sure. Definitely. And Idris Elba plays the villain. Brixton. Um, yeah. He's called Brixton, actually. Oh, he's called Brixton. Yeah, and he has superpowers. How, how that was put into the Fast and Furious movies. Like, I, don't I don't know. It's got, like, Adam Mantee. It's bulletproof. Yeah. What the hell? It's bulletproof. Yeah. Since when does this thing start doing that? Why would they it, say the, that? The trailer like, already doesn't make I sense. I feel like this 
podcast is in like a bad environment for Dwayne The Rock Johnson movies, but going into retire. <laughs> retire? He, when does, it, he does the same kind of movie for his ass. And there was a scene where... Make um, money. Whatever, sorry. There was a reason... Uh, there was a, a, a scene where he jumps out the window mm. um, of a glass building or whatever, and then mm-hmm. he's running down the window, um, the, the wall of the building sideways with just his hand on the rope. And I'm thinking, in real life, that rope would have literally... The movie's just going to be... Yeah, rubbish. burn a line. It'll probably make a lot of money, to be fair. But I think we're all going to... No, when you see the trailer... Well, I guess we'll have to watch it. Yeah, because we're going to be reviewing this. Anyway, definite game changer. I'm calling it before it comes out. Captain Marvel will be more important. I don't know about that. But anyway, jumping into this movie. The Green Book. The Green Book. So... Green Book is, I'll do a, I guess, a quick synopsis. Um, Green Book is a movie that came out this year. Uh, it stars um, Mahershala Ali and Viggo Morgenstein. I think Sorry, it came Morgenstein. out last year in America, right? Was it last year it came out? I think it was here. It came out, yeah. Yeah, it came out this year, but last year. Oh, it would have been December. And, yeah. Okay. Same thing with if we were distributed for them. I'm sure, but I swear it was in January. Um, the release date it's saying is, ah, that was Since easy weekend. 2018, but then over here, yeah, you were right. Yeah, came out in October, right? Yeah, so it just came out in uh, London, so that's why we're now getting to reviewing it, smashing it already in the Oscar campaign. Five nominations, Mm -hmm. my guy Mahershala is getting another nomination, uh, it's got five in total. So both the leads are getting um, Oscar nods, and then the director and then the story. Um, this actually was directed by my guy, Peter Farrelly. If you don't know him, he made um, a lot of old Jim Carrey movies. So I loved him. Yeah, so he made, I'm pretty sure, Me, Myself and Irene uh, and Dumb and Dumber. And um, there's something about Mary. So yeah, I appreciate about this uh, director. Yeah, like well known for like slapstick comedy, yeah, taking on the more serious role. It's kind of like the guy who directed Big Short. It's one of his best movies. But I think it, I think com- uh, comedy writers should shift genre a little bit more because I think it's doing quite well. Um, yeah, and this one is a, I guess it's a bio, lots of comedy in it. It's a drama, um, and it it's about a, it's a road trip movie. Um, yeah, essentially, it's based off of the guidebook when they're on uh, traveling. But need, black people need to move to actually find places where they can perform without any racial tension. Mm. So that's the guidebook that they follow, basically, when it applies to the green book. It kind of stuff like, don't go in this restaurant because they don't serve black people and stuff like that. Yeah. Imagine living like that. Yeah. You know how, <laughs> you know how, like, living now in, like, 2018, you'd be like, oh, sorry, 2019, you'd be like, yo, tss, telling me I can't go. I'm going to go in there, I'm going to get some food. But watching this movie, I'm just like, uh. And this is a bit random, though. No, it's not random. It's kind of in relation to the movie. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, the black, um, the African-American singers and so on, obviously um, in America, there was so much racism that they found more success in being called country boys. Because mm-hmm. if you look at people like Louis Martin and so on, they had like shows, they toured a lot in like the... Like, Jimi Hendrix movie. spent a lot of his life. Yeah, they just moved like... Because um, even um, um, uh, Chelsea Penn Baker, she was the most successful African-American music mm-hmm. uh, but this was way back this was like the 1950s so on. Mm-hmm. and then she went uh, on tour to like Pakistan she came back to America she was rich and everything mm-hmm. and her and her team they went to a restaurant 
mm-hmm. and um, she ordered food, but she just realised that her food wasn't coming in mm-hmm. and it was just leaving. Then she eventually, t- so I just recently watched the the the, the, the documentary to mm-hmm. YouTube, and then she was like, "Where's my food?" And then they were like, "Yeah, sorry, we can't serve you." Even though she was normally paying for it, but yeah, above like champagne she couldn't get, and then she eventually looked up the um, restaurant. Uh, eventually, she uh, emailed her she was meant to get the tour that she had an opening um, event with a colleague here. And just yeah, it's it's harsh, and they did, and the, and, and the thing is, it's it's crazy that we always think that this season's like it's such a long time ago. So yeah, it's outside of our lives, kind of. But this is happening to uh, Muhammad Ali when he was the champ. They still wouldn't serve him in certain restaurants. And segregation, of course, in certain areas took a while to to catch up. Which is they do really well of kind of showing that in this movie, I think. Of well, how it just cheeky. goes I'm down. Sure he said something about oh yeah, no, he did. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did. Like obviously he had he, he had backers and stuff with that whole thing. Like, take it all out of it. <laughs> but it's, I imagine in a similar situation, like they're like, I'm sorry, it's not fucking vegan. Come on, man. Like, really? It's not me. It's the manager. Like, come on. I think the fact that that is so heavy in that time for me, it's interesting to see how they portrayed it in this film mm. because. It was supposed to be what in the nineteen sixties, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So they were still going through quite a lot of changes. They were still trying to, you know, civil rights and different things like that. A lot of marching, one just to get equal jobs and things like that, equal opportunities. So for me, it was interesting to see how when they went to different places and how they was treated. Some places it was a bit more open. Some it was less more open and welcome to them. It was a time of civil rights, wasn't it? Because they hadn't, they yeah. hadn't, um, they hadn't ratified. The um the amendment until nineteen sixty five then if I'm not mistaken exactly yeah so it's just like a terrible time to live in I feel like yeah so what do you think of the movie in general uh so you're just doing first thoughts um I we can do I guess <laughs> I think for me with as opposed to first thoughts when I see a few different things it kind of sticks out to me so what we just discussed there and then. How they portrayed it, I don't think it was as accurate. So for me, it made it a little bit harder to believe. Um, I think it was a lot harsher to travel around and to work in so many different, like you said, and to perform in so many different places than they made it see. Mm-hmm. Seem. Um, the relationship between... Um, Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, so... Um, Mortensen. And Herschel Ali. Yeah, so I was going to say same as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> same difference. The, the relationship you. between them, um, for me, even that was interesting because they're two completely different people. But um, so Tony got to see what it was like actually as a black person, him working for a black person and him going to different places and how he was treated and things like that. Mm. And I guess obviously we will never be in his shoes, but being alongside him, he got to experience what it felt like, some of those injustices. Mm-hmm. So I think on one hand, they've done a good job to portray it. On the same hand, I would have liked it to be a little bit more realistic and not as glossed over. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of my first impression. Um, and I, I guess as well, from a female viewpoint, his um, wife, was it Dolores? Dolores, yeah. Yeah, um, her position being the dutiful wife at home with the kids, I don't think her letter of support didn't really sit too well with yeah, it's a true story that it's, well, it's, true story. N- it's not a true story it's based on like the book so it's based on 
or it's inspired by that whole era. But it's oh, not no, no, it's, it's, it's based well, on true stories. Right? So, so the, yeah, the guy, yeah, the guy, the guy, Nick uh, Tony Lip was the, the guy who wrote the movie, Nick uh, Villalonga, his dad. And then he told him the story when he got back. And then obviously he said, not until I die can mm-hmm. you let's uh, make this movie or make this into a movie. Too. And the movie wasn't accurate. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah There's yeah. a lot of discrepancies between what actually happened and what they've done. But I guess that's the same with all movies. Um, I guess I kind of, I, you know, when I left the movie, I was like, it's one of the top five movies I've seen this year. Wow. I think that's the thing. It wasn't until I spent some time kind of reflecting. I still think it's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. But I think that <clears throat> there's certain little things that um, I missed when watching it, just kind of enjoying the movie on its face value. And one of them is, I guess... I think a lot of stuff to in order it's a very very deep subject now and i think this movie tried very hard to make it light throughout obviously there was parts that were deep but for the most part it was a light comedy type movie that was serious sometimes it got very serious but then quickly it became uplifting tried to show yeah. that and, and just kind of show that the, the upside of things and i thought we'll talk a bit more about it when the characters start to be discussed but i'm in an agreement there was a lot of stuff that was kind of ignored in favor of making a movie that was entertaining for all and and it's done one thing which hopefully we'll discuss more but I, i'd say a good movie but miss some things um the movie in itself in regards to obviously how it was produced directed all of that i mean it was good it was a good movie it wasn't bad for me mm-hmm. me personally i think i'm over the whole racial divide It might still be a, um, a relevant subject, obviously, in regards to what's happening in America. I'm looking here, I guess. Um, but for me, I'm a bit over it. So I was a bit reluctant to watch it, but Sam kind of convinced me to actually just watch it. So I went over and and But yeah, it's, it's a good movie. Um, I agree with Naomi in regards to um, it being a bit... Um, not showing, not depicting the realness of it all. Obviously, like you said, Sam, um, there were some parts that were very deep that even made me uncomfortable, to mm-hmm. be fair. Uh, but I just feel like with Mahasha Ali's character, what's his name? Um, oh, Mahasha Ali. Yeah, Doctor. Doctor. Is it Shirley? Okay, I don't know if... Doctor Don Shirley. Mm-hmm. Okay, it might be based on a real person. I'm going to turn away from Mike and Mike. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know if he's a real person in real life but mm-hmm. i feel like he was i think his 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 script or like his portrayal was a bit tone deaf regarding his race or who he was because some things like it it kind of felt like the attacks or the challenges he was facing he didn't really take on as i thought he would do um it okay so for example he was just like i I, don't, I personally don't think he knew who like who he was. Like he was rich and everything, and then his office was like interdecorated in like animals and so on. But he didn't portray. He di- he didn't show to me that he was a black man. Mm-hmm. And it was a bit odd. Was it okay? So or or he tended to hang around a lot of white people, or was it 
that he didn't care for his ancestry or where he came from. I, none of that. I mean, he could be that in real life, but it wasn't explained. It was explained. How? So he 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 lived in he lived in New York, which was kind of a, a he was segregated because he said that the whole the whole premise of his character is that he's not considered black, perhaps because of the fact that he's it's something that we're going to cover in a bit. Or he's been he's basically been disowned by his family. He is living in an area which is predominantly, I guess, white. So he basically is living in isolation, but of course making a lot of money. So he just kind of has to keep to himself. Okay. So it was never a fact that he didn't want to be around people. It's just that obviously he's a unique character right. because he's too black to be considered white, and then too white to be considered black, and all his other. Okay, no, he said that. Mm. Fair enough. But it's still doesn't provide as much depth as I needed to get from his character, especially since everything was so racially driven. So, mm. um, but yeah, even the other guy, the Italian guy, is, um, Tony Lips. So I, I really didn't like him. Yeah. I guess we just talk about him as well. So, so many things to talk about. Yeah. Before you go into Tony, do you say you feel that he didn't keep his authenticity as to his roots? With him when he was going different places. Who's that? The Don Shirley. Doctor Don Shirley. Yeah. I don't think he did because I I I sense that he wasn't conscious of it. But do you not that he played dumb to it? To who he really was. Yeah. But do you not feel sometimes in you know just society when you go out, you know you might dress a certain way at home to ease your cultural clothes or eat certain foods or just greet people certain way but when you go into certain environments you know that this is a working environment so you present yourself as a work the working person that you want to be mm. i think it's a bit similar with him um you know he is very aware of the environment that he's trying to go into and the doors that he's trying to break down and i think him going there full-fledged <laughs> as a african man yeah. you know i think yeah. it will make those doors a bit harder to break through um, not that it makes it right, but I think we, everybody does that, to be honest. And, and also, he was a savant, so as a very young kid, so kind of like, mm-hmm. I'd say you have to equate his personality to someone like Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. So he, from quite young, was discovered to be a genius. Okay. So he was a genius. He got moved into studying at university when he was old, like a super young kid. So he would have been around adults. Mm. who perhaps would have treated him differently and developed those traits as quite a young person. So obviously then if you go back to an area or wherever you're from, I think you may have lived in Bronx or somewhere like that, where it, you're not going to fit in. Because everyone yeah, gets that, that like, if you start working early, you just don't get that, that sort of thing. So he's not got the social skills. But obviously what they did make very good in the, well, depict him in the movie, is that he was very used to getting his own way. And so... I think when I started off, I was like, oh, I'm not sure. Like, we, it really seems like we're not supposed to like this character and stuff like that. But yeah, we'll, we'll get on to that. I think it's the case where, um, especially in that time, you kind of compared him to um, other African-Americans and stuff like that, who were very vocal of this, uh, the civil rights movement and so on. At least they had a say in it. I just didn't really get that from him. Hence why I think he wasn't really conscious of who he was mm. as an African-American. It was very silent. It was so interesting. And you know, as a, as a person, you may not choose to um, want to involve yourself in all of that, to be honest. But I just feel, if you're not going to go down that route, at least show 
more in depth is the reason why. And we we touch on it, but we don't really stop to dive so deep into that. I promise I will. Because it was gay. gay. <laughs> 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 um, <coughs> because it was gay. Um, yeah. So well, we'll not just, they. They didn't like. They obviously they, they they we found out that he was gay like a different time from. Like, yeah, but yeah. I'm, I, I'm kind of linking that to why specifically his brother didn't really want to touch on it. But mm. I, you know, just a bit more depth into into his character. I, so yes, I think how we'll go through this. Um, there's no big like, no big spoilers in this. Uh, it's a pretty straightforward movie. Pretty straightforward movie. So instead of doing a spoiler-free section and the spoiler section, we're just gonna cover it blow by blow, kind of uh, guiding us like the like the road trip itself through the movie, and then we'll kind of give our thoughts on certain bit bits and revelations that are found. And then we'll kind of discuss, you know, what we thought the uh, <coughs> what we thought the movie in the end. Yeah. So, so to start off, let's look at the uh, the uh, starts off with I believe it's the character. Let's look at the character introduction. So we meet the Dolores and Tony at their house with the big family and all that stuff. Oh wait, no, no, is that was the bar scene first where he takes it? Wasn't the... it wasn't that scene first? The family scene first when they meet up. I remember the family scene being first, and then the two that work with him in his house. Yeah. And then uh, his wife is obviously very mutual with that. Uh, she gives uh, them a drink mm-hmm. each, and then he goes and literally comes home. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, apparently I was supposed to watch it, but we didn't get that scene. I think, you know what I think is interesting about that scene? is because instantly I was kind of like, oh, okay. So he's gonna be he's gonna be racist. So I painted him as being a racist in that in that moment. That's all he needed to do. He never had to have said anything to anyone. He was looking at him kind of sideways, but he never was like, oh, get out or whatever. But instantly in that moment, I knew that the premise is gonna be him and a black guy and a white guy traveling. So I was like, he's gonna be racist, and is is that what the storyline's gonna be? He's gonna say a bunch of racist stuff to this guy. I don't watch this movie. Um, how do you think of what do you think of how he showed his racism? So he was never like, like in their yeah, face, yeah, yeah. Or but it was more of a passive aggressive approach, which I appreciate. But that's the yeah. thing. You find out in the movie, he wasn't racist at all. Huh? Well, the what's it called guy? I think he learned that was the reason. No, because even when he went, which is again, we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves, but we remember when he when he was out at the um, listening to him sing he was playing like dice on the wall with the guy so he wasn't he was like he was being pally with everyone he was That's just like, you know when they say you know you could be an answer but you're just a relationship um, sorry just because you're an answer just because you're in an interracial relationship doesn't make you racist i think that's the case I, I'm, I'm especially not, with football look they're all like if a black footballer scores it like yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> so i don't think that necessarily shows that um I, I mean, I mean. No, no, you're you're, you're, you're right. I think that, say, that say, saying that he's not racist at all is probably wrong on my part. I don't know if he's racist, but I kind of. <laughs> I think how he showed his racism yeah. is not what we're used to. If yeah. he was, he, he didn't, he didn't confront anyone. He mm-hmm. wasn't abusive or aggressive or like he got his foot in the door. He was, he was, he was, like, he, he was like set, he was separate. I feel like, I feel like, over the course, of, well, we'll, we'll cover up the points of why I think this. But I think what we learn is he wasn't racist. I think he's just had his whole life separate from racist. others. 
Okay, maybe, 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 yeah, maybe not saying that generation is the right thing, but I've also known him a little briefly. I think he's just been separate from black people. Black people are like a separate entity his mm. entire life, and then this is the first time he's had a react interaction with someone, and then he learns to be more open to to other people as the the story moves on. How I interpret? Okay, this is this is good. Yeah, I don't want to get too things, but how I interpret racism is that if you think you are above someone, you're basically making a scapegoat. So even from that first okay. cop scene, the fact that you feel like because they're black, the cop is not worthy to be in the place. Not even washed. Mm. <laughs> he, <laughs> he threw, threw it away. Threw bro. away. And it was internalized because he didn't even tell his wife and he was like, yeah, I can't even believe this cop did that. So that's, and again, I could mm. be wrong. You guys could be right. It could be what it is. But then, doesn't the ending isn't the ending retribution for that? But anyway, they're, they're I think he changed. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. Change. I don't really think he was racist. I think he he was just not really aware of all of these people around him. Like he knew them from a distance as mm-hmm. black people, and you can see that with certain things that he said and the way that he acted, he wasn't really clued up. He wasn't really aware, aware of what you know it was like to be a black man. Of course, he would not be. But um, I think some of the things that he said and everything was just a bit... Of course, you can see, you can take it as being racist, but as the film went on and some of the things that he said, it was like he was also kind of on a journey to understand a little bit. And I think if he wasn't open, then we would have seen a lot more tension and I don't think he would have stood up for a lot of things or intervened in a lot of scenes how he did. I think if he was racist, he probably would have been a bit more passive about certain things throughout, to be honest. And that's the thing. I I found him to be passive. I don't. I'm passive aggressive. aggressive. I know there was a name him and his Italian mom. They didn't know what Mulignan means. The eggplant. Yeah. So they were, they had a name for, for the black guy, yeah. which was the eggplant. Yeah. I mean, isn't that? I mean, I don't know. I that's don't know well, that, 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 that that is a very cop like. So basically, um, have you watched uh, Eddie Murphy? I can't remember if it's hilarious or raw. One of them, he talks about that's that's what they used to say in 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 Bronx back in the day when he was younger. They'd be like, "Oh, Mulanian," like they call him an eggplant all the time. It's like a common racist term for black people by just Italians. So it's mm. a racist term. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a racist term. Yeah, but i'd say on a spectrum on a spectrum of racism as a whole I think his whole family was the same type of way. They did not like black people in the in the circles. Because like, even when he walked into the room in the beginning of the movie, they were like, hey, what are you all doing? And it's like, oh, we're here to look after your wife. And then you see that the black guys are working. So obviously they've all turned up because they see the black guy coming to work for the lady. So it's kind of all of them who just have, a, I guess, a condition bias, which is probably way stronger. But don't society have that condition bias? Because when, as black people, when you start thinking about being professional, you start thinking you have to hire white people. We don't want a whole bunch of, generally, most black people don't want a whole bunch of black people working in their inner circle because it doesn't seem too professional. They start thinking we need a few more white people. So I think that condition is larger than just the mindset of white people or Italians. I think that condition and that mindset is something as a whole that people have. So to just point fingers, to just point fingers at them and say we're black, so you should, we can think like that. I think that's wrong. 
I think absolutely agree with that. And I actually, I actually sometimes think about that. Um, it's got it's so messed up that imagine, especially in those areas where, like in like in LA and stuff, where the police are just steady shooting people in like the low low income areas or like the, the like Compton and all that, mm. or probably Crimshaw. How hard is it going to be of being a young black person or African American mm. who has to worry about being robbed and also being held up and shot by the police? So you've you've got the same you've got almost a, a semblance of the same fear of what the police are going around uh, working with, mm. but then you've also got the added fear of the police can sometimes pull you up and beat yeah. you up and shoot you. Or so like, if. Like it may sound controversial, but how do you yes. not join a gang with that kind of with that kind of mentality working against you? It's like they say all the time, "born in the trap," but that's literally what I think is born in the trap. If the people are supposed to protect you, you're scared of them, and then the people that are supposed to protect you from you are so scared of you. You're caught between a rock and a hard place, really. Yeah, I never really thought of it in that way, but yeah, it's funny. It does make a lot of sense to me. I think that's why a lot of them back then really needed the sports and mm. being able to I'm hoping that obviously like now there's real black riches out there and athletes are kind of taking the forefront of that of their opening foundation and stuff to kind of have these kids from these areas experience a different life and their parents can experience a different life so I'm hoping that's the start of change but we're kind of going off our topic back to the movie then so then we have the the bar scene so at the bar, something's kicked off. Um, we find out that the bar is going to be shut down the next day um, for three months for maintenance or two months for maintenance. And he's gonna, he needs to find other work. But we also see a scene where a guy get moved out of the... Guy's acting up, so he grabs him and then takes him outside and then works him over, kind of showing that this guy is kind of not to be, not to be messed with, this Tony Lip. And... Uh, yeah, so I think the take, so I think that's the, the only takeaway from that scene is supposed to be that this guy's not to be messed with, but also he, he can he can restrain himself. Like mm-hmm. some people, they still saying that oh, I would have killed him, but yeah, lucky lucky it was me who took him out instead of someone else. Are we talking about the main antagonist? Yeah, Tony. Because remember, he takes a guy out and he's beating him up, and then they say to him afterwards, uh, "Wait, uh, man, some like the way that guy was acting, someone would have killed him over this." And then he's like, "Yeah, man, it wasn't me." It's like, okay, so this guy's got restraint and also. Mm. maybe racist and he's about to be a black guy that's the, that's the story line and it was in that process of that he took the guy's hat off to, to beat Tony up give girl with the hat off yeah so yeah that was a very smart move so he gets the girl to hide one of the the couple's um, hats a mafia boss's hat yeah exactly a poor one guy's hat he gets the the, the, the matrix what do you call them the, the cold check girl yeah. to hide his hat so that he can bring it back and say, I found it for you. So oh, I owe you a favor. It's like, so kind of showing that he's good at dealing with people, handling people, and also, I guess, talking and stuff. So yeah, we kind of get a good impression of him from that. And also they can rough people up if necessary. Um, yeah, so I think that was the, the setup for him. And he also needs a job. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. And make so, a family. Yeah, make a family. What would be... Because I've kind of already stated what I think about Mahershala, Mahershala Ali's character. Mahershala Ali. 
Okay, so then we when we then we introduced to Mahershala Ali. So in the next scene, he's um, just kind of give you a lead into where we're going. Um, Tony the Lip is told by someone that there's a doctor who's looking for work and he needs to have a job for two months while the uh, bar is shut down. So then he's gone to the Royal Festival Hall or the Royal for for yeah, something. He lives on, on top. Yeah, so he lives on top of some um, orchestra orchestral um, place. So he's gone there to me and he's like, what am I doing here? I thought I was meeting a doctor. He's gone upstairs. And then we are introduced to Mahershala Ali, who's sitting on a throne. Yeah, that seems... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where did this guy come from? <laughs> yeah, um... And then we meet his Indian... Um... Butler? Yeah, helper or something. Mm. Um, yeah, and then like the scene with his throne, you see, you know, who um this guy called Nadine who's working for him. Um and then he um kinda convinces him to work for him and then he says no and then he calls his wife and like, Yeah, do you mind if your husband uh doesn't work it after eight weeks? Yeah. He didn't even say no, so he, he he was like, Okay, this is how much I need and he's like, Your your wife, I'm not sure if she can she can do without you and he's like, Well, She'll, she'll do it. If you're paying me this amount, then I'll do it. And then he was like, nah, it's, I want to pay this amount. And then he was like, yeah. If, and then he started going off on this this thing. I don't know what it was about. You're going to have to wipe my butt and all this nonsense. <laughs> and I was like, mate, no one is taking that job. This guy gets up and bows it. <laughs> he was like, what? Oh, that was pretty funny. And I was like, wait a minute. Him taking this job, is it going to look like that? <laughs> In what way is it, is it going to look like that's what he did? No, is, is, uh, is he actually going to be his no. little servant? I was like, is that the thing, like reverse slavery? I hope not. <laughs> yeah. I think that was that scene was interesting though, just to see him and like his, you know, on a throne, just his own. That is his comfort, you know, mm. at home before he goes on the throne. So I think it was interesting to see. It, it says a lot about um, just presenting him as a character and who he is. You know what? I know it. I know they wasn't trying to do this. Do you ever think that movies sometimes try and do tie-ins to other movies or TV shows that that person's done? Because I don't know if you've seen Luke Cage. Because his whole thing is, you remember, in the first season, he had Biggie in the background, and he always sat, stood in front of the crown, and says, "Everyone wants to be the king." And then the first time you see him in this movie, he's like sat on a crown. And I was just thinking, damn, wait, mm. did you, does that have anything to do with it? Because you never see a reference again. I was like, that's, but that would require like they had some kind of deal with Netflix or they watched the show before bringing him in or whatever. Maybe, but um, I think it's now that even he's been an actor, I think it's just yeah, he wouldn't even come back for season yeah. two. <laughs> to, uh, but yeah, um, and then uh, I'm not sure if we're doing this scene by scene but I'm going to skip some parts and just talk about it well I if, if you're going too far I will kind of jump in and kind of say what's happened in between just in case people well, want to the details of the whole movie no not the whole movie just the key parts so not everything is relevant okay I want to talk about the conversation that he had in the car which what the first Do I need to get these people's names Mahasha his um, character um, Don, Don, Don Shirley Don let's call him Don because Tony Tony, Tony. Don and Tony uh, they're having a conversation in the car not sure what part of the movie this was, but um, he was hungry, so he was eating um, KFC. Oh, fried chicken, yeah. Yeah, fried chicken. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, fried chicken. Oh yeah, this is this Tony is, was obviously eating this, it. This is for your campaign that he was racist, yeah. No, no, no. 
It's not even that. It's just the fact that um, I just found that part to be funny because uh, Don didn't wasn't familiar with eating chicken, so I guess they did show you know his more relaxed thereof when he's um, embracing of the fact that he's an African American. Being but black is not eating chicken. Sorry, that's you being racist. No, but it's just like it's just that. I mean, who doesn't know how to eat fried chicken? <laughs> I was so irritated when I was watching that scene. What, you're just there like, how can you not eat fried, fried chicken? chicken? Come on, bro. <laughs> well, why would he assume that he wants to eat fried chicken in the first place? Because he ate it, and he <laughs> was enjoying it, and he, he wanted more. By force. I, I was just, I was like, I was like, because that did not redound to me at all, because like, eating no, fried chicken is it. nothing to do with being black. It's just a thing that people like. <laughs> and, then, um, and then he kind of just... Threw at the back so he could just take it. I was like, "What is this?" That was, a, that that was a hilarious. See, you know when they're throwing the chicken bowl down the window, and he tries to throw the cup out. He's oh like, yeah, yeah. And he <laughs> pick that. it up. Yeah, so. it's interesting. Uh, speaking about the car, because I feel like because obviously so much uh, time of the movie is spent on the road, I think that's when the real developments of the characters happen. So obviously, mm-hmm. they the guy is very much what you'd expect from a person who's like come up or lived a long time in isolation. Everything that he says is almost to the point. Whereas this guy is used to having a lot of people around, so he's a talker. He's Tony. Talking to, yeah, Tony. Mm. I remember he starts off by saying, "Let's have let's not have talk time," and then Tony goes, "Oh, um, yeah, so, yeah, okay." It's funny that you said that because my wife is always saying that I, I talk too much, and so she says he said the same thing to me. Don't talk. And then he go, keeps going on and on and on about it. It's like these two completely different upbringings are kind of meeting and meshing. So I thought that was a very, very good way of showing that they're very different people to kick things off. And that's from a character development perspective. Yeah, I agree. I think that's what I said um, initially as well. It was interesting because you saw the two differences between them mm-hmm. throughout their conversations and things like that. Mm. And in, in, when, when they were first in, in the car, I was fully waiting for it to kick, kick off between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I'm just be like, because obviously Don Shirley was just from my perspective how i read him i read him as rude like the way he kind of talked was kind of abrupt and like i don't want i'm better than you he kind of had that air to him the whole time so i was waiting for this guy to say something racist to him to kind of almost cut him down and he just never did he just stayed being friendly and that's what confused me because i was like i was waiting for you to be racist because you put the cups in the 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 bins why won't you this is a black guy in front of you yes he's paying you but you don't have to Mm. kind of deal with him so you I think they tried very hard to make him likable instantly, but obviously I was prepared for him to do something racist very quickly. So. Did so you kind of it? want him to? Was you kind of thinking, okay, this it is would, going it, to happen. Let me, you know, you want it to happen. Do you think they yes. tried to make him likable, or it was um, I think this character? I think he was a likable. Well, he. I think at first I was thinking, oh, they're, they're doing the most to kind of make this guy seem super friendly and nice. And yeah, yeah. white. Say, I had the same kind of thing. So I was gonna say because he's similar to. Schultz from Django in the sense that here's a guy living in a time of complete prejudice who doesn't have any of those outward prejudice but the whole premise is that you bought this person as a slave but you're completely away from it I get that you're European but they're kind of because of the time they wanted to show like you're trying really hard to say yes there were some nice people here and we're going to focus just on this nice guy and not let every other character is a terrible person in the story I think that's where my confusion comes from. Because mm. I felt like, because what well, I'm telling as being passive aggressive, mm. but I'm like, if you could be so extremely niche like that, not necessarily say something outright racist in style, mm-hmm. is it a case where they're trying to make him like the white savior? Is it literally just his character because he's just passive aggressive? I think, I think, 
I don't. I didn't read him as passive aggressive. I read him as because no, I don't. Didn't read him as passive aggressive because I didn't feel like he needed to be. Because I find often people get the most confidence when they have the numbers. So, like you might be in a group of. Um, I hope no one is offended. But you're in a group of of people. I don't know your own race. Let's say it's white people, and they may feel comfortable telling a joke that's about black people, but there's there, everyone around is white. But take that same person and put them with you still, but everyone else around is black. They wouldn't want to tell that joke because obviously there's no strength in numbers. And so Don was at disadvantage the whole movie because everyone around was racist and biased and white. But the um, uh, Tony never took the opportunity to kind of use that fact that he's got a lot more confidence in his, his biases to come to explain. He always stayed a very nice guy and obviously was very quickly quick to be... I think almost look at this guy as oh man, this guy's a genius. Because obviously, when you when maybe because obviously it's two thousand nineteen now, we listen to crap. <laughs> I was like, when he started playing the piano, I'm like, what is this? It's, yeah, it's fast, but as in a negative way or not, nah, not even a, not even in a okay. negative way. But I, I didn't see genius from the way he played, like jazz classical music. Though, don't you? Okay, maybe not genius, but. But like I listen, I listen to Beethoven. So Beethoven, when you hear his uh, his his renditions, they are crazy. Mm. So I thought, okay, I'm gonna get something like that. But he seemed like it was. Uh, the, I'm just saying. I mean, the tracks listening to the years would have been better. Like the best thing I think he played was like the jazz club. I think. Yeah. Um. I think. Um. Well, I'm quite in touch with music from that era anyway because obviously Nina Simone from the 60s or is she from or is she from the 60s is she from the 60s Nina Simone is from the 60s I'll show you the playlist 1960s please check it I'm checking it I'm going to have to check that you have have to check your work you have Sarah Vaughan and all that I think you're thinking of Ella Fitzgerald but I might not be speaking too much but yeah um his music sounds uh, because Nina Simone in particular, she was a pianist as well, anyway. So um, the way they play and the articulation, that's really um, so yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought I, I we're both right. I thought his music was. Uh, I, I thought it was good. I wonder right. if it was him playing it. I wonder if he actually learned or he already knows how to play piano. Interesting you say that because yeah. the first time he's playing on the, I don't know if anyone else noticed, but you know when he's playing on the first time, I felt like his head, like Mahershala Ali's or Don's head had been CGI'd onto a pianist's body because his head was like twitching separate from the body, I felt like. <laughs> this is the first time he gets on the piano and he's like proper spazzing out on it and I'm just like, whoa, is that CGI effect even it's a Cause he ain't, he ain't, he ain't Jamie Foxx. He can't do that. Take proper years off, man. Mm. Or maybe, uh, yeah. But you're, uh, but to answer the question, we're both, we're both right. She recorded forty albums between uh, nineteen fifty eight and nineteen seventy four. So we're both right. We both love being right, don't we? Sam just loves to argue. This woman did not live uh, for ten years, so obviously it was spanned across the same. <laughs> 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 So um, it was the 1960s and 70s and 50s. Well, essentially. Not 90s, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just something. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, 
you do learn a lot from people. I mean, especially in this era. Sorry, you do learn a lot from this movie. Um, especially in this era of you know cancel culture. Um, you know, you, you guys don't necessarily hear that stuff at all in relation to those. Those show people can actually change. Mm-hmm. So if being relevant to today um, shows that you know we can do s- somehow you know at this stage in our lives that we can change through understanding and so on. Um, so I think that was a good element to add to the movie, mm. especially just out by cancel culture. I have a question. It's on the end, but I'm not sure because it's, it's it's to your question. Because obviously he spent all this time. Because this is the thing on on racism of what what they try to do with this movie. Because his wife was never racist. His family was were, if we're using that racist term. He was considered racist, but then you find out that he's just ignorant. But isn't Italian American culture everything is family related? So everyone who's black is considered an outsider because they're not part of the family. Because I say this because in the end, when uh, Don turns up at the house, we're literally thinking they're going to be an awkward silence when he brings him to the table. But everyone's like, hey, grab a seat and it's all good. So explain that. Because I would say that that's him, because he's been with this guy this whole time. He's a known, so he's now in he's he's this guy's family. So he's brought him. He's a safe, good. Like we know him now. Mm-hmm. From what I can remember from that scene, he does tell them about his childhood. Hmm. So whether that includes, well, I think it did include like good things, obviously like positive things he went through. Hmm. So there was some update in regards to you know his interaction with Don Juan, which I think contributed to the to them welcoming welcoming him in and obviously his wife being like oh hi coming to visit like you know how you guys mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. what did i think um in the, just that scene mm. yeah but do, do you think it's super easy to do that what do you mean just to like, just... E- like everyone just be cool like because obviously the movie's ended now. We don't have time for them to be a little bit of hesitation and conflict. And you couldn't tense. do that. Like, oh, his yeah. toes already. It's like, oh, they're awful. We've got to go. <laughs> but they literally just made it very easy and summed up. But they've had no character development in this thing. But then again, his wife. Ah, okay. I get it now. His wife was always reading the letters out loud mm-hmm. to the family. Remember? Yeah. But the family didn't know who that Don was. Because I remember she whispered to him at one point, but uh, I can't recall. Bubs, you would have mentioned what he's been doing. Is it family related at the time? Because he started writing them by himself. Yeah, probably. So it probably all contributed to them um, welcoming him. Mm. You know, my English is <coughs> pretty precious. <laughs> 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 I did go to Nigeria for seven months, so oh, yeah. I did. So, um, yeah, we are from the year of our immigration stuff. Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> I'm British. I'm not oh yeah, oh yeah. You see more far from me. Which one? Yeah, uh, <laughs> green or red? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So going back. So, how do you think? Um, they they you know the whole thing was kind of like it was a trip. Mm-hmm. So they went to can't remember, but then they took it. When they went to Mississippi, I thought it was gonna get a lot. I thought I was concerned because Mississippi to this day is kind of hard. If I know Mississippi bad, I, I don't know anything about Mississippi. Um, 
you know, I think obviously later you said maybe they wasn't racist initially, but YouTube believes in Timmy Musa believes <laughs> that um it's Timmy, not Timmy. Oh god. Timmy. Um, Timmy <laughs> believes that um, obviously there was he was racist throughout. I would disagree. No, no, not, not throughout initially. But then, so initially, and then at the end, what did you think? That he changed. That's racism, what I'm saying. Can't, you can't just. I don't know if you can shake off racism. I think you can be more informed. Well, that's the thing. I think so it's ignorant. You, you're not, not racist. racist in the first place. If he was so racist, you, you can't just drop that um, over a Oh, yeah. Look at these old people. You think you're permanently racist? Oh, yeah. It doesn't There's, change overnight. I, I think there's some people who are living out somewhere and they've never met a black person. I wouldn't yeah. say they are racist. I'd say they're ignorant. They're not used to mixing with familiar, different yeah. Exactly. Well, but if you're making a conscious decision to be racist, then you're not shaking that off either. See, I think we give too much... Uh, Sorry. Um, no, you, nothing. You go ahead. Okay. I think sometimes, yeah. See, racism... Do you know what? I could be white let's say Portsmouth Portsmouth random <laughs> well, whatever it is geography is not um, I may not have seen a black person in my life it doesn't mean that when I go actually see one I consider them to be a foreigner because that's racist well you might be afraid of them but it doesn't mean I see them as lower than myself which is what racism is even seeing them as dangerous you can argue that's racist because why do I have to be dangerous based on what you see on TV do you see what I'm saying that's not racist there's still an element of giving people the benefit of the doubt as humans just because you see Africans low, that's not <laughs> who, who were brought here on ships to give people the benefit of the doubt I'm telling you it's not that simple we there is a ships. <laughs> the only difference is a boat stop exactly oh well I was so I was, you're uh, not all kidnapped from the same place nah I was oh, actually so left was, in Africa so do you <laughs> not believe here. in Adam and Eve Oh, very. It says one origin, all of this divide doesn't make sense, but that's a whole nother. Yeah, that's a whole. That's like. The point is, that's a loaded loaded topic there. Let's start. I don't feel like racism can. um, You can be racist at the start of a movie when two things happen. You meet you, and you're working for a black man, and then all of a sudden you're not racist. I feel like that doesn't make any sense. Mm. Maybe in the first place you seem like he's racist because you didn't know what you were doing. he was informed that's why he painted the, the kfc in the first place or whatever unless he was racist but he just encountered so much worse levels of racism as their trip went Probably. as they went through the south he was just like oh Normal man I don't, i'm not happen. like these people i'm gonna be less racist true oh no i mean two words i don't i don't necessarily agree you can once you're racist you're racist about your whole life and the movie itself he told in the south about eight weeks so mm-hmm. that eight weeks i mean you can learn a lot about Changing your mind is a bit from like, being a I'm racist to non. So you can just package that and sell it. Then we can heal you from being racist in eight weeks. And no, plus the guy, the guy, the guy. I, I really, I really, you might be right, but I actually don't know. I, I think he was ignorant because they became they, like if one thing. If he was like, okay, this guy's okay, but they literally become friends. I mean, he had no reason to save him when the guy was about to go to. Because mm. I would say he was a racist, but this remember a month in, and it was only a month in where. He gets arrested for being with that guy, and he he helps him get out of that situation. At the bar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then right after he had the opportunity to go work with the uh, the uh, the his friends, uh, the Italian friends, and he turned it down in order to keep working with him. So I think he was mm-hmm. he was generally just a stand up nice guy, but then 
what we need to determine is, is that problematic to have like a Christoph Waltz character in these movies? And can you make a movie where there is no savior white character? Because I remember, I think back to watching um, Roots when I was a kid, well not a kid, like a teenager. That just made me super angry. So maybe you can't, like there has to be a, a overwhelmingly good white character in these movies that are dealing with so much prejudice. I don't, I, I don't think so. I think if you don't want that character, you know, in, in your film, you don't have to have that character in the film. If you have the concept of the film and it works without the character and you've got something that is working, you know, it's that saying, if it's not broke, don't fix it. True. You know, you don't just throw it in there for the sake of, oh, we're missing this or we want to now appeal to this target audience, so let's just create this character and throw them in there for the sake of the prejudice. It doesn't make sense. It's just adding fluff to it, you know, and it, you can see it. It's transparent as well. It's a char- if a story's already been developed and then a character's just added in for the sake of their demographics, it's very clear. So it doesn't really, I don't really feel like that's needed as such. It just feels like a reskin. Funny that you mentioned that because mm. the guy, um, the real Tony Lip, his brother came out after this movie came out. It's like, oh, this movie is a piece of, uh, a bunch of lies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My brother never hanged around with that, <laughs> that guy. That's why I said it. I don't think he was very authentic. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you may be right. <laughs> he was. So and even um, okay, even what his brother just said, mm. kind of just makes me feel like um, I think in life we'll all grow to understand the different aspects of racism and how it can be shown and portrayed in the movie or even in real life because even like the other day I think it was on Twitter like a girl said oh she had the white boyfriend or something mm. and like yeah you know black girls and so and so on and, and obviously she's black so they were dating for some time or whatever and then uh, he says he said something to her that oh, that you're the first black girl that I've dated now, so I don't have to hide my game to you still yet. <laughs> so my point is, racism, yeah, mate. You can be white and be playing playing football, everything. Yeah. I'm saying it doesn't mean just because I smile with you doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't mean I'm not racist. Just because I'm, what? Just because I may play with you or like in the movie where he was playing, you know, the dice or not, or even brother to spam doesn't mean. I don't have racist elements in me. I mm. think that's what I'm saying. So that's why I'm like, I don't think it's necessarily ignorance just because I know personally how, you know, is that how, you know, um, people say, oh, I can't believe I've got a black girlfriend. Like, the diff- racism is, it, it, it could be in people, but it's just, like, it can't be masked. Like grades, from, like grades. Like, yeah, but it's still an element of racism in some people. So I'm saying that's why I still kind of stick with it to get, well, I'm still leaning t- towards him being racist, especially with what you're saying with his brother said, well, you're white, but you're Muslim. Is that, that throwing away at the cop, it, w- it, it will never sit right with me. Mm. But definitely, his, you know, his, um, I think it's a definite test, the uh, Don Shirley character, because for that time, he was a massive problem. He was a very problematic character for him to both be black and also gay, which is also his mm. problem. It's only now starting to become well. Well, it's just becoming more and more accepted as we go. It would have been very difficult um, in that time to kind of justify it. Mm. So I think it's. I think it's. It's the times. I mean, the, our history is very racist. Mm. It's, but we also it also can't be forgotten 
we can't improve by just pretending certain things don't happen the way they happen. I think this story is an example of that because I liked the um, the t- Tony Lip character. I thought he was definitely the 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 best character of the film, and obviously he started off with this and me hating him for me to me liking his character. And I think that's problematic considering this is a show about racism, and then I'm like, oh, this white guy is the the best character, and if he wasn't there. This black guy would have well, apart from the fact that he somehow knew the president, <laughs> that was that was an interesting scene. Oh, just to we've been riffing for a bit, just to kind of give you an idea of what's happened. So he's um, Tony Lip has picked up. Um, yeah, this is I'm gonna do a brief run through. So he picked up Don uh, <clears throat> Don Shirley, and they've gone on a road trip through the South. They keep stopping off to do uh, events. And every single time he does a new show, um, Tony's thinking to himself, this guy's a genius. He's writing home to his wife. Um, whenever they're in the car, they're talking. They're learning a lot more about it, about each other. And then they're trying to, like, I guess they're understanding each other's dynamics. Um, a few funny interactions, like when Tony tried to steal the little stone and he said, put it back. And then he went to go put it back. And so bit by bit, these two very different people are starting to not necessarily change, but understand each other a little more. And I think the climax of understanding each other is when he says to him, they're talking about music and he's naming a bunch of black artists of the time and Don doesn't know any of them. He says, how do you don't know any of your artists? And he's like, he's like, and he must have said to this tune of, I'm blacker than you. And that's where I want to stop because I think that is a very... I hate that term, but I feel that that is the most. That's why you call privilege to be, to be able to <laughs> tell someone that I'm black and white. Yeah, you know, like I, I I'm not gonna lie, I've heard, actor, I've, I've heard that. Before. I didn't like his character. Yeah. Okay. Why is that privilege? Well, to, to if, be able to call somebody. Okay, if someone. if we if, if you feel okay, not you personally, but if someone feels okay to say to me black and white, I'm black and white. Mm-hmm. No, not a black person saying it to you. Yeah, if he's white person, a white person, to a black person, yeah, yes, yeah, saying to a black person, yeah, mm-hmm. that I'm black and white. Yeah, what authority do you think you have to tell me that you're black and I'm white? The fact that you can open your mouth and speak, anybody can say what they want. Look at the world we live in. This is what I mean. But what I'm saying is, because it's privilege, context-wise, yeah. yeah, he he knows this. Okay, he knows that this guy is a black guy who's married to Beyonce, so he's yeah. And just because he's not eating chicken, it wasn't a circumstance. You were angry that he wasn't eating chicken. I can only be honest. You know, even though everyone has their own opinion, I can't <laughs> eat to your opinions because I feel very strong about this. Right? <laughs> so I'm saying. Yeah. I think it's privileged for you to... I can't... Okay, I'll flip it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't say... Maybe because I'm a very black person, but I can't say to a black person <laughs> I'm white is being unique. You can what say whatever you want. No, but he meant in the context. What, 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 he meant it like it? because he's not doing what black people do. Yeah. Because he he does more of what he thinks black people do, then he's blacker than you. Yeah, but he was not saying it to be insulting. He was saying it as a lighthearted way. So if you want to take what he said out of context, which it, it has a context, and he's feel like he's able to say that, not to speak down on him, but because he feels like he's built that type of relationship with him, he can say that. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said it if he felt like Whether he was going like to get offended or not. Or no, but it's still, it's not offense. privilege. It's, it's still privilege. Yeah, it's, 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 it's so basically, what, that's what, not what I privilege don't, I don't means. Privilege no, 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 already no, no, has I, a definition. Okay, what's the definition? You feel you feel like you're more entitled mm-hmm. to do or say certain things 
based on whether it's your circumstances, your background, your age, your demographic. It could be based on a number of things. So you feel more entitled for X, Y, Z. Don't feel like he's felt more entitled. He's just said, well, you don't know these black musicians and I do. Off of the back of that, he's made a lighthearted joke. Whether it's funny or not, I'm going to just be honest. He's made a lighthearted joke by yeah. saying what he said. Where does the privilege come into that? The privilege comes into that by saying, okay, what I interpret privilege to mean is, you know, let's look at white privilege, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's an example of white privilege? You can take the piss and still have a job, for example, right? Because you're white in London. That's a privilege, right? It's very you have generic. The privilege, that's, okay. it's, that's very, a, it's very generic, but that's what privilege is, right? The, the fact that you can do something. <laughs> it's not just generic. Okay, let me give you another That's not what I think. I I think, well. Privilege is something that is an advantage that you have where the outcome could be different, but. Based on who you are, it works. Based on who you are, the outcome could be very different. To tell someone I'm black and blue, I think that's. For for a white person to tell a black person that I think I'm black and blue, for me, that comes out privilege. Okay. Can I make can I make a statement? Well, I'm getting very specific. <coughs> you said it then. Is it half privilege? Like, I'm gonna say something. Well, there's I, no such thing as half privilege. Exactly. It's, just, it, 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 it's white privilege. That's why I tell you that. It's white. I, I believe mean, I believe the term white privilege yeah. and I'm blacker than you. I believe they exist in the same space. How do you mean? Because what I think of someone saying that they're blacker than me, you've taken a stump, you've taken a sum of stereotypes, and you're using it to encompass my entire being. Because mm. I don't meet the criteria of these stereotypes, and so mm-hmm. if sense. you're closer to this 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 group of stereotypes, it means you're closer to being black than me. Yeah. And white privilege does this. It's using the term white privilege is the same thing. Believe that your life, believe that a person's life is so great simply because they are white, and by 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 you uh, assigning white privilege to someone, you are bringing yourself down for being a different race and not trying to strive to get the same thing as as, as they can can achieve so i feel like they do exactly the same thing so because he has those um wherever he's <coughs> gathered these standards of what being black is from where he's felt the right to say you know that he's blacker than you so because he has these standards of what a black person is how does that necessarily mean that he's privileged because these lines are getting blurred they're slightly different things they don't mean identical things they might mean similar, but they do not mean identical things. Yeah, I think it's more ignorant than it is. I think perfect. I still think he's speaking out of white privilege because I I just feel it doesn't sit right with me. Just the case, okay, because I look at a lot of things to make inference around it. Mm-hmm. You don't know me. You have an idea of what a black person is, and based on that idea, which is what you're saying, mm-hmm. you think you're blacker than me based on that. You don't know what black is. For me to outrightly say that. But you said white privilege, but you don't know what being white is. No, you don't know what being black is. So, so what he's saying so is he you're said, still calling it white privilege, but you don't know what white I'm is. Calling, what, I'm calling white privilege for you to be to have the audacity to think black is this and just say outright that, oh, I'm blacker than you. I, 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 kinda, I guess I get what you mean, but I don't think that would have been a privilege. I thought it was just the, I, I thought that was a comfort thing. Just 
But obviously, this is the kind of thing that you've had in the back of his mind. Oh, this, guy doesn't need, this, guy, this guy doesn't need fried so chicken. He's praying. I don't think it's the same thing. Words have definitions and meanings already. We can't just change <laughs> yeah. the word. No, There's no, a reason why people articulate themselves is to be understood. And that's why people use words carefully. Mm. So just willy-nilly throwing the words out there. That's how conversations get misconstrued. Yeah. Because mm. meanings get, and lines get blurred because those words are not necessarily accurate. This is the Naomi and Sam gang of continue <laughs> talk. No. <You're> welcome. <laughs> I don't see that as a gang of I just yeah. I, I just really think of word privilege. I love if it requires me listeners. to even Google it. You can Google it, listeners. It's not white privilege. I, do, I, my interpretation is that it's white privilege to be able to tell a black man I'm black and blue based on stupid opinion of what you think black man black person is. Um, if I tend to a black as, as long as we've been in this country, I don't I don't know what. Uh, white people do. I I'm can never tell you white people do. Yeah, but you can. This is what I mean. No, this is what I'm it, saying. It, it, you it can. would be stupid. You and I know it would be stupid because yeah, we don't know what white people do. That's a different conversation We have a perception of white people do, but we know it's not concrete enough to say, oh, I'm white. Mm. But we you, can say it, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It say doesn't it? mean we... You, some people do. This is my point. Just because somebody has said something, and if you want to flip it around exactly how you've done, if I go to a white person and say, oh, you don't listen to I don't know anything white to really say or you why do you season your no, chicken that's a bad example but yeah. know, I'm whiter than yeah, you yeah. like I don't feel like they're gonna be like oh my gosh how can you have the audacity to say that and even if they do my I'm not coming from a racist place it's not any form of privilege no, to say it I'm not saying racist or anything I'm just saying like white people we've, well first of all as white people we do not have white privilege yeah mm-hmm. we do not have the so exactly so I can never say to a white person I'm whiter than you because I will never have but you could say they have white privilege you can put those shackles no, on no, yourself no 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 I'm That's saying that I can, can never tell a white person yourself. oh I'm whiter than you because I know in this life that we live in in the UK I can never have the advantage that this white person has yes you can but the fa- no yes you definitely no, can no, yes you definitely can don't bring yourself you down definitely you can, can. Wait, you're wait. putting your own shackles on yourself it's I'm, not, I'm not putting shackles it's, yes it's facts I know it's not facts no 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 it's facts I know how white people look at me I know there's certain things that white people never So my definition and interpretation of white privilege is that 
it's, it's what I'm saying. I can't, I can't yeah, everything has a meaning. Yeah. Words have a meaning. Yeah, words have a meaning. You can't change. Yeah, I think I think I'm, I'm sadly agreeing because you can't interpret something that's got just crystal. Anyway, let's um, move on to the topic. I just thought it was interesting when you brought that up, and I thought it was a very hot button issue, as you can see through this discussion that we've had just now on it. So, just so you know, um, don't don't tell black people that you're blacker than them because it just means you're it, you're you're basically listing off a bunch of stereotypes in your head that you think black people fall into. And you're trying to put that out there. I personally don't believe in white privilege, even though it exists on a wider scope. But I feel like I get as ahead as I want to, and I don't put any limitations on myself. I agree with that. Um, I agree with that as well. But in this context, you're saying that black person became president. You couldn't have done that. You just see that's fine, but there is white privilege. Black person became president. If you believed in white privilege, you would have never done it. I feel that white privilege is just as destructive as saying I'm blacker than you. In my personal opinion, but I feel that I am agreeing with you on this. Anyway, jumping on to the next part. So yeah, the movie ends. We pretty So the next scene, so basically, a really good scene is, of course, after everything seemingly, it kind of feels that this guy is a nuisance guy that he's been taking around, causing him trouble and telling him what to do. But then that was that really key part in the end where um, the guy's like, I'm they, he's, oh, the whole point of the, the thing is obviously it's the lead up to, wow, we didn't mention this this whole time. He has to get back for Christmas Eve <laughs> to see his family, which is kind of key to the whole movie, by the way. So he was going away for two months, but had to be back for Christmas Eve. Should have mentioned this an hour ago, but whatever. Um, so he's now um, he's they're, they're trying to drive back after his last show. So no, the last show happened, but what? Sorry, they were about to do the last show. Big caveat on his getting paid for um, driving uh, Don Shirley around was him being able to attend all of his shows into the south. But right before the show in the south, they've gone to a restaurant. And the restaurant is, they're all eating in there. And he's gone to his dressing room, which is like a storage cupboard. cupboard. And then he's now come to try to join them at the table where his, um, his pianist and stuff are. Uh, uh, Joe had a nice meal as well. Yeah. And it's, oh, actually, very important that thing. That is that, white privilege. That, exactly. That, that was white right privilege at the time. So white privilege is kind of covered all the way through this movie in that time which is not a time that we live in now so take advantage of any other opportunity again i'm just going to mention that but moving on um <laughs> uh there was there there was a um a scene in which his his musicians or his his side his backup dancers basically <laughs> were side dancers is that what <laughs> nah, like backup dancers call me a backup dancer big man with a beard but anyway um <laughs> Um, so they're explaining to Tony Lip, sorry, I, we, we've missed so much. This movie has got so much to kind of dive into. They're having a discussion about why Don Johnson was actually doing a tour through the South when he could just continue doing shows in New York in places more accepting of uh, black people. He said that there was a guy who actually read up on this. There was a guy who had um, done a show at this same hall that he was trying to perform in that after he'd done the show, who was it? I'll remember. Or you can do the search or watch the movie. After he did, a black guy, first time he had gone to that area, done a show at one of these um, places, Carnegie Hall or something like that. And after he performed there, Jimmy, Jerry, anyway, after he finished performing, they dragged the KKK turned up, dragged him off the stage and beat him to death. Not beat him to death, just beat him up badly. And the guy said he would never perform in those areas. And he said the whole premise for Don doing this tour 
through these really turmoil things was to kind of expose these different uh, those these people to different kinds of black people and just to kind of ensure that progress will be made in terms of integration and things like that so it's a very important um part of it so he was willing to take all the the badness of that he would have to deal with going through these very racist areas by just simply showing face and being very nice and shaking hands and being cordial and hopefully um do be a driplet into what would eventually become the civil rights movement that took place five years later but then we get to the very end and uh well right before the last show is about to take place the um yeah as i said he's come out to try to be seated and the maitre d is like sorry you can't be served here i can bring your food to your uh, thing so you're deep in the racist area now they're not going to see you not even let you sit down in the restaurant and he's like i'm performing here and he's like doesn't matter you can perform here but you can't eat with these people they wouldn't feel comfortable and so um Tony Lip turns up and he's like, what's going on? He's like, he's not letting me sit here, but I can only have performed here. They want to bring the room to my uh, food to my room. And the guy's like, just come on. The, the major deal was like being really patronizing and saying, um, he was just being a complete waste, man. I didn't like this guy at all. But he had they this- were saying that there's some other restaurants down the road or something like this. If I remember correctly. Yes. So there's some other restaurants down the road that I'm sure you'll be able to take food, blah, blah, blah. And then come back and perform. And the guy's like, if I don't... He, he, by the way, this is not the first time something similar to this has happened. And he always kind of was like, you know, okay, fine. This time I'm like, if I don't eat, I don't perform. And the guy was like, sorry, you're on the contract. You have to perform, but you can't eat. And he was like, if I don't eat, I can't perform. He's like going to stick to his guns for the first time. So it was a big development moment for him. So this is him taking a bit from Tony Lip's book of him being kind of going to say what's on his mind type thing. And then Tony Lip turns up and then he has a decision to make because... Um, he, if this guy doesn't do this show, he won't get paid. So what is he going to do? Is he going to go with this guy who's now basically his friend or let him do the show to make sure that he's paid? And he chooses to not do the show and says, let's get out of here and go to a jazz club where he plays music. He just can play any music. This guy was a genius. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. And yeah, so we have the last last scene is, uh, <laughs> sorry, this, what I'm trying to explain now is all the stuff that our conversation has been covering. Obviously, they go through different areas in the South. Um, <laughs> it was a big part in the end where <laughs> they, um, Tony was getting tired on their long drive back to make it back for Christmas Eve. And he was like, I need to pull over. We're just not going to make it. It's, not, it's fine. But obviously, in return for pay, favor, they go back to his family in Brooklyn and it's kind of like oh he didn't make it he didn't make it and then they go back to the car scene and he's sleeping in the back seat uh, Tony Lip and Don Shirley's driving the car through the snow and I was just like wow okay he could drive this whole time what was the point of this but then you know it made sense and they get pulled over by yes they got put and the police what drove in front of them behind them behind them yeah pulled them over and then arrested them um and don didn't do nothing but they put him in the shell um cell with uh tony oh no you're thinking about so the first second time they uh, pulled him over remember they helped them they helped them get to the city the, the first time, no they helped them get down the, the first time they get um pulled over was in mississippi this was earlier and that's when they go to jail sorry they get pulled over when it's a nice car. Yeah, so that's what happens in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. 
but yeah, that was a callback to when they got um, pulled over earlier and arrested. And that was an interesting scene. But that was Mississippi. Uh, I'm not coming to Mississippi. I, if, if you're from Mississippi, if we've got a fan base out there. Is that a state? Yeah. Is it Missouri? I, I'm not sure. Is Missouri the state? I'm not sure. I just know Mississippi but um yeah if you're from mississippi and it's all good to come there let me know send me send me money anyway um <laughs> um so yeah so they, mississippi they got pulled over took to jail but turns out that um don knows the president through so he's he's well connected um but yeah this whole thing was to drive back to the house and his family kind of invited him and then and i yeah so that was that's the movie so they yeah, went from being completely distant to being uh, friends in two months. Unless you ask the guy's brother. <laughs> <laughs> Even apparently Don's family had an issue with the move as well. Really? So from Don's side as well. Mm. I think they would have tried they would have tried to It could be what you're saying. Mm. About they weren't speaking. Because obviously they probably no, would have started speaking. Saying, But after the tour, they, did, they, they there was a bunch of pictures of them as friends into their old age. So it makes sense that they became friends. It may have not been on this journey particularly, but they did become friends. So I guess they compressed a lot of stuff. Maybe his learning curve was a little bit bigger. No, they, they were friends when they were old men. They, they remember, they showed a picture in the movie of them as adults, like grown up, the real guys. Cool, so um, it was a good movie for me, you guys. Well, it's not about it being a good or bad movie. It's about it. Whether Sorry, it's a game changer. Or did we not. rate out of 10? I think. I think. I'll yeah, just put it a game changer or was it to ignore me? Um, for me, it wasn't really a game changer. It wasn't like. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it's a road trip movie. I mean, to be fair, I won't call it too much of a game changer because I feel like it's. it's it was a hot season for doing shows about like the the sixties and stuff and race and stuff, and I feel like it's a right time for it. it. Doesn't set the bar. It won't do anything new. So as a game changer, I don't see it. It's a good movie, but it stayed in the lane very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and that's my reason why it wouldn't be a game changer. Change narrative movies that I said back in the day, no. sixties and stuff like Xavier, but it just went down the same route to me. I think for this movie it didn't need that narrative. It needed it more than Django needed it. But I have a lot of issues with Django. Mostly with Quentin Tarantino. That's not necessarily what I have against them. Well that's my Okay, so yeah. So that was Been There Seen It. I have been Samuel Akko. If you want to find me, my Instagram name is Sketch Madison. Sketch underscore Madison. And I'm Timmy, and my Instagram is Timmy Ariz, as in T I M I A R I Z. And I am Naomi. Don't follow her. She does not like that. I mean, I have to follow content with the name. Okay. 
architect web design it's the best work you can get uh we'll have all this stuff of course in our um in our bio um you know it'll be really helpful for us i think what we're trying to do is we we're big we're big movie goers and that's why we do this um but we're we're gonna just keep we're gonna keep churning them out hopefully enjoy it but at the same time we're really open to suggestions right now of what you think will, will work things you'd like to hear more things that we missed out just anything get get, get vocal on it so leave a comment in the, the description there we're gonna have Hopefully a lot of content coming at you now. We'll try and get something out weekly, if not bi-weekly. And of course, uh, and guys, don't forget, there is a Been There, Seen It Instagram page as well. If you want to know what's coming out, new trailers that have been released, we're going to be dropping a lot on that as well. So just uh, stay tuned. And yeah.